who wants to reach a pinnacle where it's like, okay, we're finally here, and like, we don't grow, we don't change, and we're just here. Like, what is possible if you could live elite physical health, mm. live elite with your purpose? That's Matt Johnson, and this is episode 24 of the Super Dad Show. reason why I wanted to get you on and actually record something is because I see how many incredibly inspiring posts you're putting out and you know similar position to me let me get this right you've been a personal trainer for a lot of years now Um, you're obviously driven to expand yourself as a dad as a partner and you've had some challenges in you know those areas as well in particularly what you shared the other day with your relationship and uh, and so for you now, it's about inspiring others to work on themselves to to step up and um, you know become the best parent partner provider to their family that they can be as well. Is that good sort of uh, you know way of breaking it all down? Yeah, I mean, I, I started out as a personal trainer, um, mm. and I've always had my hand in fitness just because. It's it's more of a I don't know I get paid to do the hobby that I've chosen. Yeah. Um, um, but like what I am more passionate about is coaching and helping men and women create their elite life. And when I think about elite, I think about what that word actually means. If you mm-hmm. think about the elite athletes, I mean they were mm-hmm. people who never stop. Like you know, LeBron James right now in the NBA is like a perfect example because like right now he's like, everyone's like, when is he going to slow down? When is he going to start showing old age and not being as good? But what's amazing about him is his career. He's gotten better and better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And we just keep on Mm -hmm. seeing more. And that's like, to me, that's what I envision an elite. So someone who is living an elite life, they don't look for this end. They don't look for this this time period where they say, okay, I, I'm, I've finally reached this pinnacle. I can rest and I can stop. Yeah. Mm. And that might sound exhausting to people, but like the truth is, is like in our lives, we don't ever stop. Uh, there is no finish line. Like there's mm. always something we can always grow. And so I help men and women try to see this and to, to take on this new idea that, hey, like what would happen? What is possible if you could live elite physical health Mm. live elite with your purpose and like just identifying who you are maybe a connection to god or a higher power whatever it is that you want to believe in whatever Mm -hmm. feels Mm. more empowering to you um and then within your relationships like who wants to reach a pinnacle where it's like okay we're finally here and like we don't grow we don't change and we're just here like it's just really boring in a relationship Yeah. Um, and then financially, I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to reach this point where they're like, this is all the money we can ever make or we won't make any more. Like, it's just for me, like the idea of reaching an end just sounds really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I really am. My message is all about is helping men and women see like how to just create their elite life. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we unpack that word elite a little bit more, mm-hmm. let's talk about the opposite of elite. What is that to yeah. you? I It's kind of like what you were talking about in your video. It's just good, average. It 
for for me the the majority of people they kind of in in society growing up you have this vision of what life is supposed to be i mean you think about it your whole entire life if you play by society's rules it's already drawn out for you mm-hmm. and and it kind of conforms you into this life and it's really not hard i mean you have to put little to zero effort into this um and what that looks like is okay you go to grade school you go to you know junior high and you go to high school you go to college you get married you have kids you get the house and you have a career and then you die like that is society's <sighs> average look of like yeah. what is good mm. and if you can do all of those checks like you've made it then people are like hey you've really made something of yourself mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that like deep down inside of you that you've actually fulfilled anything it doesn't actually mean you die like feeling like I lived an amazing life. You just mm-hmm. say, I lived a good life. And and that's mm-hmm. all you'll be known for. So um, like, I just don't want that. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people when you get down to the root and the truth, a lot of other people feel the same way. They're like, yeah, that doesn't sound actually appealing to me at all. So I don't know if that answers your question in the, in the long way, oh, but that's look- kind of how I look at that. I guess what I'm looking at is the fact that a lot of people just do not put the critical thinking into deciding what they want or maybe even starting with what they don't want. They kind of, maybe they think too much about what they don't want and that just um, demotivates them from ever striving to be more. But, you know, you and I, we have this drive, you know, and I was only just talking to a personal training client this morning who said, you know, there's this huge shift happening in me. Every week I come to training, you know, you're breaking down these different barriers in my head. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I've been helping her to see is that she's making life harder for herself by the quality of the thoughts that she is feeding herself on a consistent basis. So obviously it starts with what are those things that you need to let go of that, you know, you know are holding you back. Deep down you know that telling yourself, you're a failure as a, as a man, you're a failure as a provider. Um, you know, you, you're never going to um, be able to do this because of that. You know, there's, there's so much crap in people's heads that I think that's why we're, um, you know, we're in the career that we're in in the first place is people really do need someone sometimes to just wake them up and say, you're better than this. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And part of this is this is like one thing that I start with when I whenever I sit down with a client or they come to an event one of the first things they'll be asked is what do you want like what do you truly want and they'll they'll usually give me some surface level answer like well I just want to feel good I'm like why like that's not really clear how do you Mm -hmm. quantify that why don't you just Mm -hmm. if that's what you wanted you could probably lie to yourself like you've done your whole entire life and just say I'm healthy Mm -hmm. like so what do you actually want and like really helping them get down to the truth of what theirs is. Absolutely. And it's funny. I, I had a client and uh, the first answer I said, like, what do you want financially? And they said, well, I just, you know, I'm good. Actually, I'm good financially. I'm like, you're good. Okay. Let's, so let's talk about this. Like, what is good? Well, you see, like, I just want, you know, I want this other life. Like I want, and they started like, talking about this whole mm-hmm. entire different life than what they were living right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, doesn't, isn't that going to require money? And they're like, yeah. And so tell me, why, why don't you just tell me the truth? How much money do you actually want? 
And they said, I want millions. I was like, do you have millions now? And they're like, no, I'm actually like struggling financially. I said, so see how you just lied to yourself? Like you have this story about what would happen if you said that you actually wanted millions of dollars. You wanted more money. You have the story that that is bad because that's what society has told you. That's what society has made you believe and you've created this story around it. So you've constantly been okay with lying to yourself and telling yourself that like, and, and, and really like what you do is you bury your truth. You bury mm. that, like it's that mm. true answer that you want to say, but you're so afraid to say it because you've been told that it's wrong. Yeah. And you've been taught that you're not supposed to. So you bury it really, really deep mm. and it's really hard to create clarity. You see, like, it's really hard. Like if we were to ask you like, you know, Jared, what do you want for this podcast? You know, what is it that you actually want? Well, I want view, what I want listeners. Is that what you want? Like, what is it that you actually want from that? You know, and you start to get really crystal clear about what it is that you truly want. And it really helps identify like, oh man, if I start living this way, it's never going to create that life that I said that I wanted over here. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, to break that down, what do I want? I want more people like you that I am continuing to bring into my life and, you know, allow to not only inspire our listeners, but uh, inspire me to continue to live my best life. And I know, you know, we don't get to where we are by not investing in our own coaches, not investing in ourselves, you know, um, I may not have a personal trainer, but I've got a business coach. I've got a, you know, a, a life coach, a, a personal development coach. Um, I've got a counselor that I surround myself with. I've got a guy who is, um, you know, a stress and addictions expert that has taught me so much. You know, I've got yeah. this team around me as well as a supportive wife, as well as a supportive family life. And I choose to grow those relationships because you know, I truly believe, you know, and it's, and it's why there's a shift in me, which is, you know, I'm not this woo-woo guy who believes in, you know, the law of attraction. All I've got to do is put it out there. All I've got to do is put it on my vision board and suddenly it'll show up in my life. It's almost like a 50-50 co-creation between me and the universe, you know. I've got to show up. I've got to get out of bed. I've got to do the work. But I've also got to be really clear as to what I want to show up so that I'm putting that out there and I'm attracting the right types of people into my life. And when you joined the Soup Dads and when you came into my social media feed, I went, man, here's a guy that gets it. Here's a guy that's on the same sort of wavelength as me, really trying to better himself and you know, do good things and inspire others and, and you know, be inspiring and, and looking for others to, to inspire him there's been a shift in me of saying, who do I want to work with? Well, I want to work with strong, successful family men who really want to become the best version of themselves and are willing to do the work. That shift in the messaging, that shift in energy, that shift has come from this podcast as well. And, uh, and it's exciting times for the future of the Superdad movement to really think, okay, well, this isn't just a dad group. This is not just trying to put something out to all dads out there. You know, this is, this is a, a unique um, elite group of men who yeah. want to come together. They want to inspire each other. They want to live their best life. And they don't just want to be average. 
They don't just want to be okay partners, okay dads. They want to be extraordinary, you know? Yeah. So I think you get that. And uh, yeah, absolutely. that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, just like, you know, you mentioned like go and doing the work. You said that a lot. And I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people do this. And like, here's the problem with like, I think most people think that they are doing the work. Okay. Uh, most people think that they are like, I am doing the work. And you know what I, what I hear from people who tell themselves, dude, I'm good. Like what you're doing, it's great. I totally agree with mm-hmm. it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like here's what they don't realize is that if I were to ask them, well, what do you want? And they'll tell me, I just want to live good. I want to be happy. I'm, uh, everyone wants that. Mm-hmm. That's not you though. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you want? Tell me, get really clear on that. Because that's going to actually determine what the work is for you. Yeah. See, a lot of people say that I, I put in so much work. And, and this was like a huge distinction even in my marriage is I was like, I'm doing the work. I'm going on date nights. I'm buying you flowers. I'm doing all of these great things. Like I'm doing the dishes, trying to just be this awesome guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, I, you know, like it wasn't like really connecting with me, but all of the things that I was doing that I like identified as the work, it wasn't what my wife actually needed. It, it wasn't what she wanted me to be for her. Mm-hmm. And so no longer is the work that I think or that I believe that I'm doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because yeah. it's actually the wrong kind of work. Yeah. You know? It, now, it's, I'm, it's, I'm going to put you on the spot here because it's probably a really yeah. great opportunity now. Yeah. I just saw that your wife is actually sitting next to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, feel well, free now to she's ask not, her. She's going upstairs now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's imagine you did just ask her, what does she want from you? Good, good question. So, like, when I, and I've actually, that's something that I've had to ask, you know, and a lot of it is, that connection is the time it's that time where it's hey no work it's just you and me and you are holding me Mm. you tell me that i'm beautiful you tell me that you love me you send me daily personal messages however you want to do it text Mm -hmm. video Mm -hmm. voice message yeah and and like it's those little things and i was like man this is actually a lot easier than what i was actually doing (laughs) <laughs> I was like, cool. And she's like, I want date nights. I want to go on vacations with you. I was like, sweet. I want all those things too. Like those mm-hmm. are actually really easy for me. Yeah. And so those are the things that she actually wanted. And it, you know, actually for me, she's like, listen, I don't even want you to like not be a pig, but like, I don't want you to like clean the house. I don't want you to do the laundry. Those are my stuff. That's like therapeutic for me. So don't touch it because it stresses me out when you do it because you don't do it right. And I'm like, got yeah, it. Okay. yeah. Like, see, I'm, and so when I don't do it, I'm like, sweet. Like I'm off the hook. Like, I, and I don't have to worry about that. Um, and so like, it, but like, see those things that I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing mm. those things on a consistent mm. basis yep. and it, for her, she was voided. She's like, you're mm. not listening to what I want yeah. and you're not being who I want you to be and need giving me what I actually need. Mm. And so that like starts mm. to create that void. And that's like, you're like, and then us guys are like, well, we're just, I'm so great. Like you should just love me. Cause I do all of these things and like, why don't you love me? And that's where the bitterness and mm-hmm. anger starts to come into the marriage and relationship when the reality is, is like, no, if you, you got to sit down and have this serious conversation and ask and listen, mm-hmm. ask and listen. And yeah. we struggle with that. Yeah. And you know, a, a powerful question that I asked my wife just the other day, 
how am I doing as a husband? Yeah. You know, and, and what can I be doing better? And I've asked the same thing of my kids. And I think it's just such a powerful way to really break down for us what the people that matter most in our life think of us because that can really inspire us too because they might give us the most amazing compliments in the world that makes us feel incredible or they might say you know okay you're doing good in this area but and that's a wake-up call that we need but um you did actually say um a, a statement just there some some words strung together that i thought is is really interesting for us to unpack as well and that's letting off the hook I guess when I think about my, uh, my clients as well that I work with, um, one of the areas that I see a lot of people letting themselves off the hook with is their exercise habits. And I said to someone just the other week, I said, if you make a doctor's appointment, do you at the last minute go, oh, nah, I'm, I'm not going to go. Do you have that respect for the doctor that you turn up and you're like, you know, this is really important that I get these things checked out or, or, you know, that I have this appointment that I keep and, uh, and I made that appointment. So, you know, that's a commitment I've made. I'm going to stick to it. And yet how often do we fog off that workout or we don't even plan it in the first place. So we wake up, oh, it's too cold. I stayed up too late. I don't feel like it. <laughs> and we let yeah, ourselves yeah. off the hook with that workout. And so instead of creating that habit of, of okay i may not be motivated to do this workout man it's going to hurt but i'm going to do it anyway that whole just effing do it super dad attitude that i talk about often um we go i don't feel like it so we let ourselves off the hook and so we're no longer in that habit um, that maybe we got into because we joined that gym and we were like yeah this is it you know two weeks three weeks hey i'm doing pretty well oh, it's a cold day uh I didn't have a great sleep last night. And then suddenly you're no longer using that uh, membership and that $900 membership or yeah. the, you know, the $30 a fortnight or whatever it is yeah. is suddenly out the window and people aren't actually using it. What are some other areas that you see people letting themselves off the hook? Honestly, the way that I put it um, for my clients is saying that they have another day. Um, just mm -hmm. a day where they feel like, you know what, I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm. And, and believing and telling yourself that you actually have another day. Mm -hmm. um, I So when, when people come through my program, I make it very, like, in, like I make it very prominent that they understand, like, the one thing that we talk about is, listen, this is about your legacy. Today, you picked up a stone legacy because knows. you got out of bed and you planted that in mm -hmm. concrete. Every action mm -hmm. you make today is part of that legacy. You cannot go back. You cannot pick it up. That being said, tomorrow is not a guarantee. So tomorrow, today, you could literally go outside and you could get hit by a car today and die. Like, literally, it's that drastic. And if you start carrying that urgency and living with that urgency, not out of a stress or fear, but understanding mm -hmm. that what you say and what you do yeah. matters. Mm -hmm. Like when, and you stop letting yourself off the hook, period, then you start yes. to see like there's some urgency in this because mm. how are you going to be remembered if something were to happen? Like, 
it, it changes your mentality. And I get like some people can live with this paranoia in it, but like you live with paranoia because you know you won't commit to doing the things that you know you need to do to leave and create the legacy that you want. Like yeah. that awareness can really be powerful if you can harness that and really understand that. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I think it comes down to, you know, whether someone is talking about living an elite life or living a super dad life, you know, what does that mean to them? And, and more importantly, I guess, if they were to break down and, you know, be inspired by someone else that they see is living this, you know, life that they aspire to, what are those habits on a daily basis that are making yeah. up their life? Are they sleeping yeah. until the last minute, getting up, rushing to get to work? Or are they getting up and they're going for a walk, they're having a stretch, they're doing some meditation, they're reading a good book, you know, those, those morning rituals that set them up for the day ahead that they know work for them? Are they going through the drive-through because they forgot their lunch or they didn't cook on the weekend when they did have the time or, or you know, cook enough dinner the night before that they can have those leftovers um, nice healthy leftovers for day ahead there's there's so many strategies that elite performers in life use that the average person doesn't well Um, you know a really like the elite person stops living a life out of a reactive place mm, Um, mm. the majority of people today like the reason why people are so high stress and high strung and like so frantic about life and living with so many regrets is because everything is out of a reactive state. Like they wait for life to force them to tell them where to go and what to do. And when you are someone who wants to create the life that you were born to live and like truly like live the life that you want, you are very proactive and you have to be very proactive Yes, and you're never working out of the state of like, uh, of reactive if something mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. you already know you are you, like you don't sit Definitely. there and you stress about it like you mm-hmm. just take action yeah 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 and if we look at parenting for example look my my kids are, are 10 8 and 6 you've got a two and a half year old yeah. you're in for it buddy um and one of the things that i launched to the group just the other day made a video that I shared, which was me sitting down with my, uh, with my daughter and big A3 cardboard. And we came up with the rules and consequences and chores that we are going to utilize within our home. And it was because a few bad behaviors had crept in and I was reactive to those bad behaviors because I had to make up on the spot what that consequence was for each child that would get them to cease that behavior at the time or what the reward was for them to actually toe the line. And so, yeah, yeah, that's just so incredibly important of coming from that state as a dad where we have communicated openly as a family what those family rules are, what the consequences are for breaking them, and what the rewards are, you know, and those rewards don't have to be food. It's not a healthy habit to get into, is it? You know, the healthiest no. habit we can get into is we're going to go for a bushwalk as a family. You know, we're going to take you to that uh, to that playground. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you time. Yeah. Time is yeah. how uh, how children spell money. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so 
Yeah, it's interesting. And, and all these strategies we can use to, to better ourselves, whether it's with our health and fitness. I mean, I'm of the belief there's no perfect program. No, right. The best program is the one that you do on a consistent basis that, you know, you, you progress over time. And, uh, and so a lot of people um, have so little knowledge in that area because they haven't invested in getting the personal trainer or doing their own research that, they go, okay, yeah, I want to get fit. So they're going to do push-ups every day and sit-ups every day. What's that do? You know, it ends up causing impingement in their shoulder because they get an overtraining injury because all they're doing is push-ups and they get that imbalance in their body and they're not doing it with the right posture and technique in the first place. And um, and then sit-ups, we think about sit-ups, everyone thinks, uh, you know, oh, that's a really good burn. This will give me a flat stomach, but they don't realize that Muscle and fat are two different things and the, the, the muscle lies underneath. The, I, I talk about it as, as a mattress with a nice thick doona cover on top of it. And, you know, the more you concentrate on your nutrition and, um, you know, your cardiovascular, but more importantly, your strength training, which boosts your metabolism by increasing your muscle so that you're burning more energy, whether you're sitting on the couch or you're exercising, if you've got all those things in place, that doona cover is going to become a sheet. And, um, and so I think just all this knowledge and, and understanding that we have learned over the years, if people aren't willing to invest in it and they're just going to make it up as they go along and be, be active to the, to the injuries and the, and the lower back problems and, and everything, instead of being proactive, and, uh, and I, I made a video a while ago about prehabilitation and how incredibly important that is because when do people go to the physio? They go to the physio when they've hurt themselves and then the physio gives them those, uh, those exercises and they start doing them and then, oh, I'm better now. I can stop doing them. And then what yeah. happens? They just end up back there in a few months' time. So yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I yeah. think... I think the, the drive that we have and what you're talking about, um, I think it's just incredibly important for us to work out who our tribe is that really resonates with us and focus all of our attention on those hyper-responsive individuals. You know, I'm going through a lot of stuff at the moment looking at the ask method with Ryan Levesque. And he talks about if you um, send out a survey to your audience, and that's, about, that's what I'm about to do, with the super dads, I want to separate the wheat from the chaff. I want to separate the guys who are stepping up and growing themselves and willing to invest in themselves from the guys who are like, oh, woe is me, you know, life is shit. You know, I'm so glad I've got this group to dump all of my crap into. But then you talk to them in three months' time and nothing has changed. Yeah, a lot of it is being consistent. Um, a lot of the things that you were talking about is the, the average person struggles with consistency mm -hmm. um and most people can't be consistent and and you look at it like and from a fitness standpoint what people struggle with well they struggle with sticking and finishing through a program and then what happens when they stop doing the program is they go look for the next quick and fast mm -hmm. my analogy is like the quick and fast is the slowest route mm -hmm. um because if you would really like look at this and you would just be consistency on the thing that was getting you one to two pounds lost if you look at like over the course of a year, like how many, yeah. how many weeks are in a year, right? If they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, 52. So if you lost one to two pounds a week, how much weight would you lose? Yeah. And they're like, I'd be like 50. And then how much is your weight worth? 
10 pounds lost, 10 pounds gained, 10 pounds lost, 10 pounds gained. You stay exactly the same because mm-hmm. you're chasing the fastest and the quickest route, which is yeah. the slowest route every single time. So that being said, like being consistent and like sharing your message and like learning how to live that in your own life. So for me, it's as a coach, the most important thing for me to do is to live it daily. If I can't Practice live it, preach, preach what you practice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and for me, like that's just living in alignment. And mm-hmm. if you're living in alignment, your energy will draw people. There, there are people that will not reach out to you. Uh, you. You will stop having people reach out to you be like, help me, help me. Because people will be like, no, I don't even dare to. Like, I, like if you can start being like, listen, like do this and they can't do it. And then they come back to you and say, I already told you what to do. <laughs> so why aren't you doing it? Like mm-hmm. stop looking for the the lifeboat that is right next to you and saying that one's not going to work. I need a better lifeboat. Like, right. and, and just be like, I, I just am so <clears throat> blunt and so honest with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the more like you just live in alignment inside of your home and outside of your home, like my whole goal was to live in congruency with mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. it was like, listen, I got to be the same person I am in home. As I am outside of my home yeah. for my family, mm-hmm. because if I can't lead from my home first, I can't lead anyone out there. Mm-hmm. And when you start showing up powerful like that on social media, you start gravitating and yeah, start absolutely. connecting with people. Like, yeah. how are you and I having this conversation right now? Like, because I chose to show up. And like, I chose to just show up powerfully as the person that it. I want to show up as. And then here you are reaching out. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the more consistent you are in that, then the more you grow, you'll always like, there's always a level like, you know, I'm not going to attract like certain people right now because they're at a, a different level than I am. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and that's, that's okay. You know, mm. so you, you teach from where you are yeah, and where you've been. And you know, I don't know if you saw that I made a post um, a couple of weeks back saying um, I'm finally growing up and learning that not everybody needs to like me. You know? And what, in, what inspired that? Like I, I look back on my teenage years and when I got to year 12, I actually got, uh, got awarded the most friendly award. But then with that came, you know, the, the bullying and the, the probably not standing up for myself when I needed to. And, uh, and so I've had to step into my power. And when it comes to personal training in a gym where I'm in my element and I know every little aspect of how to provide the best technique possible and, and how many reps they've got left in them that goes above and beyond where their brain thinks they can, but I know that I can push them to that limit that is going to get them the best results, I love that. But when it comes to the super dads, I've had to learn that I'm not there to save every dad. I'm not there to be everyone's friend. They want me to show up and, um, and they don't want a friend who's going to go, oh, you know, that's, that's, really, that's really tough. It's okay. I, I understand why you skipped that workout. I understand why it has caused you to skip out on your responsibilities and behaviors and habits that you said that you were committed to they want someone to call them on their shit and go you know what so fucking what that's happened i'm gonna get over it it's time for us to get on with the program that you committed to let's do this and uh and it's it's exciting to um to see this whole transition in me 
as a super dad to how that's showing up in in my home in um you know in my personal training business and in how i'm coaching the super dad so anyone who's followed my journey on the podcast each week it gets better anyone who's followed my journey with the super dads each week you know it gets better and um and so that's what it's like in business as well as an elite inspiring super dad you know whatever it is that that we really want to have in our life you said about being clear about what we want and really breaking down why why do we want that and if people are really connected with that why that why will get them out of bed on that cold morning you know that why will make them have that tough conversation with their wife that they need to yeah mate i love this uh Love this conversation that we've had today. Um, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's fantastic to connect with more people. And as you said, we show up, we put ourselves out there, um, and uh, and we attract the right people into our life who who can be our tribe. Yeah, it's just about like I've been doing this for over five years, and it's just yeah. about being consistent. Yeah, and I've had to learn how to to really be authentic and know that I'm living what it is that I'm teaching in order for me to teach powerfully and like that for the first time in five years, I mean, I'm a slow learner, obviously, but like <laughs> I, I know like I am living everything that I teach mm-hmm. and like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I am saying that I'm living it. And I, yeah. I can say that powerfully, like, and authentically. Definitely. And like my wife knows, my son knows like, and the, and you know, my mantra in the morning is I'm a powerful leader from my home first. Yeah. I say it every morning. I'm a powerful leader from my home first because mm-hmm. If, if that is not embedded into me mm-hmm. and that is not being seen, then there, then I really don't have anything. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's, there, it's funny how we think that the outside, like you t- kind of talk about like, you know, not really caring who likes you um, and who doesn't agree with you. Like this is a really like strong point. Like so much of what we put out in the world today, we think that like what other people's opinion of us really matters and then we really don't care. We just kind of say like, ah, you love me. Like my kids love me. They're here. And like, we don't ever think about that. We don't put more stress on that. Like that's the only one that matters. It's none of like anyone outside of your home and outside of these doors. It's the ones inside of these doors mm-hmm. that matter. It's they're mm-hmm. the only ones yeah. that matter. And you start focusing on that. All fear goes away. Yeah. Like literally all fear of like what you can actually do and show up as goes mm-hmm. away. Like, mm-hmm. I truly don't care because like yeah. I know the way that my wife and my son see yeah. me mm. to me, that is so much more important. And mm. that's like that, like you want to talk about being a super dad. That's how you really start tapping into that super dad. Yeah, for sure. Because outside of the world, you start to show up like so powerful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And look, a coach I've worked with in relationship counseling within the super dad program that we ran five of, he talks about what would it be like to be married to yourself and it's such a powerful question because we're not supposed to like everything about ourselves that would stop us striving you know yeah that's true and um and yet that question when we unpack it would i really like myself as a as a partner right now and i think for a lot of people who have these issues in their relationship that end up in separation and divorce and broken homes They've never really chosen to ask themselves such a powerful question and and have just been in that comfort zone of thinking, oh, you know, my wife will always love me. I can go out and 
and drink on the weekends and come home shit-faced and um, you know, I wake up the next day so hungover I can't really even show up for my family. And they continue to make those, um, those bad decisions over and over again and not think that it's going to affect their relationship. And one of the things I'm learning is that men tend to miss the warning signs because they're not asking their partner that tough question of how am I doing? as a mm-hmm. as a husband or, or as a as a as a parent when it comes to their wife um walking out the door and saying i'm through with this they're like damn where did that come from critical thinking about ourselves is is i think the the key to an elite life as well you know yeah absolutely i, I agree with self and- self-realization and actualization yeah yeah and i think you know for us men like the reality is like we are afraid to put vulnerability into our spouse because we're afraid mm. of putting that burden on them because we're not mm. we've mm. been taught and conditioned not to, to, to do that. We're not supposed yep. to be the burden. We're supposed to be the strong and the strength and the leader. And so when we start to say like I'm I don't want to ask her how I'm doing because if she points out my flaws in it, like what does that mean? Mm. Like am mm. I good enough? And we start to identify with all these things. And so like what I've really like learned is like being able to be that, that vulnerable and to be like, just say like, I'm just stressed. Yeah, definitely. Like that's yep. all. Yep. Yep. And, like it opens a new gate and a window for you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like it builds that connection. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. always found. They when, want to. Yeah. When I've been the most honest with my wife about my feelings, it has brought us so much closer together. You know what seems to happen out of that? We have the best sex ever too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's what happens when you start to break through the like the, yeah, definitely. the, uh, but then, the surface but then level stuff, you know? We've also got to look at the fact that if if someone is um oh God, I, I was talking to someone just the other day and I said, Man, I'm I'm happy to hang out with you, but every time we hang out right now, I feel like there's so much of a, I feel like there's a heaviness to you. I want our conversation and our, our friendship and, and our hangouts to be light, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, I'm happy to hang out with you, but that's what I'm looking for. I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. And I kind of was honest and I communicated clearly how I was feeling and it's improved our friendship you know, or, or it will when I hang out with him next week for that reason, you know? Yeah. And so okay. there's confrontation involved in having great communication skills as well, which I think a lot of men can withdraw from, you know, yeah. and, and women, of course, let's not make it um, sexist at all. There has <laughs> to be that confrontation within the relationship as well. And nagging is very different, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and I we, think it's, hmm. You know, I think it's more challenging. Like we have to be okay with challenging current beliefs and ideas mm. that we have and yeah. then not attaching a story's emotions to it because mm. they're really just questions. Yeah. yeah. Re- it's really just like, we like to attach like con- like stories about, oh, that person said no to me. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like they must not like me. I must like, they're probably so upset and they probably think like we do this in sales. Like we, we offer the sale and we think, oh like i don't want to sell like i don't want to be that salesman but like the reality is yes you do because if you don't have a value exchange you can't change their life so you do want this talk to sale like so stop making a story about Mm -hmm. it um and so like when we when we talk about confrontation like a lot of times it's 
just dropping the stories and attachments that can be carried around what you believe is yeah. actually happening. Mm-hmm. And look, when it comes to, you know, another, another strategy to share uh, with our audience that I've picked up over the years, it's that sometimes the worst time to actually deal with uh, an issue in the relationship is at the time when that issue comes up. Having that communication that happens away from that. So a few days later when you're lying in the bathtub together or when you're on that date night or when each of you are in a state where it's not so aggressive and reactive, then you can really dive deep into the issue behind that response or, or, um, you know, reaction or, or trigger point in the first place. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's something that I've really like worked on um, because I'm someone that's like, fix it now. But like mm. the one thing I've really like worked on is like when something comes up, like, listen, you know, say, you know, okay, like whatever. And, but like really not get into it or find a resolve or solution hours later mm. and just mm. letting it be and then addressing it and being like, let's talk. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot more powerful way to approach it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Matt Johnson, mate, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I think I'm just going to have to call this uh, episode Super Dad Chats because we've um, gone into so many different areas that I can't even come up with what I would call it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. I look forward to a continued connection with you. Thank you so much yeah. for, uh, for being you in yeah, this world. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, I mean, my suggestion is you call it how to become an elite super dad because every, if you guys, are like if, those uh, who listen to it, if you just apply the things that you're listening to, not just like listen to it and say, this is really cool information, but actually look at it and say, yeah, this, mm. this is something I can apply. This is something I can do. Like it yep. would actually allow you to start creating and mm. becoming the elite super dad. Nothing we're doing is that special. It's just yeah, we sure. figured out how to do something better. Good work. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Super Dad Show, Matt Johnson. Yeah, thank you. Whether you're a dad or not, if you listen to the show and you love what you heard, please go to www.patreon.com slash superdads online and sign up as a patron for just $5. In exchange, I will send you a coupon code to use in our superfamiliesonline.com merchandise store and you can get $5 off your first purchase and order a super dad, mum, kid or teen t-shirt and other merchandise. Hear me on the next episode of the Super Dad Show. Thanks for listening.